Hello, everybody. My name is Sophie. And my name is Gemma. And this is True Crime Say What, the show where I know what I'm talking about. And I'm just here for the ride. Ah! It's been uh, a while since we've said that. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go over this because I don't know if this episode's going to come out first or the next episode's going to come out first, the one we've already recorded. But right. um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> the reason we have been MIA for a couple months is uh, Sophie needed some mental health breaks. <laughs> Uh, we also got really busy with school, uh, uh, me personally, <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, the end of finals was absolute hell. And then I was like, I just want a month where I can just, like, lay down and <laughs> not yeah. do anything. Right. So I did that, and that was um, May. And then we tried to do this, uh, and we recorded a full episode. But that episode, uh, we might have to re-record it, and it's like a whole mess. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write a new script. This one's pretty short, so it's going to be right. a little little mini episode. Um, cool. Maybe I'll be able to edit it and get it out quickly then. Yeah! Um, that's an apology for the <laughs> um, absolute lack of content. <laughs> Just... To our solid two fans out there. Woo! Um, <laughs> it's more like five, but still. They're there. They're there. We're sorry. <laughs> we are. Um, my roommate has been adamantly complaining about it. So. One of my roommates is pretty upset with me, too. So okay. we better okay, get so on it. We're in the same boat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is a good episode to like kind of come back on, I think, because it's kind of fun and lighthearted. Okay, I say that. <laughs> what? So I, I I say that it is about a missing child. Like Ooh. it is kind of like weird and mysterious and just kind of interesting to think about and talk about. Okay. So without further ado, let us continue. Uh, start with the case of Bobby Dunbar. Um, I have not seen much on this case. I know BuzzFeed Unsolved did do a little episode on it, but I have not watched that in a while because I didn't want it to inhibit my script writing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So they were going to go fishing and camping and have like a little picnic with a bunch of other family members that lived in the area at the Swayze Lake. Mm. Um, the well-off family consisted of parents Lessie and Percy Dunbar, and they had two young sons, which were four-year-old Robert or Bobby Dunbar, and then two-year-old Alonzo. So they have babies. <laughs> babies. I like Alonzo. That's that's a great name. No, that's a cool name. That, that'd be a great name for a cat. True, true. Alonzo. Yeah, put him in little sweaters. <laughs> like how that has to happen. <laughs> I mean, it does. He also has to wear glasses, I think. <laughs> okay, sounds good. 
<laughs> at the lake, the Dunbars, uh, like I said, met up with some relatives, and they were just kind of having a fun extended family outing. Um, some sources said that some people had come in from out of town. Others were like, nah. Just a fair warning uh, from this point forward. Uh, this is a case from the early 1910s, so some of the record keeping is not the best. So some of this is uh, speculation by uh, either myself or other um, journalists, scholars who have studied the case, stuff like that. And I'll let you, I'll let you know those instances if you right. sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's fun. Yeah, at some point during the day. Bobby just kind of, like, wandered off to go, like, I don't know, do some four-year-old shit. And <laughs> it being the 1900s, the parents were like, yeah, go fuck it up, kid. Um, and Yeah, buddy, go ahead. <laughs> go do that. Get out of here. It's currently uh, thundering and raining pretty hard outside right now, so if you hear that, uh, sorry. <laughs> Not much I can do. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, so he, he kind of just wandered off, and, uh, he disappeared. It, no one could find him. Um, no. didn't notice that he was gone until they, the family called all of the children for lunch, and Bobby was missing. Dude, Bobby didn't come to supper. Yeah, exactly, and they were like, uh, where's Bobby? <laughs> So the family began to, like, search, but they found, like, literally no trace of him. He was just gone. Oh my god. Huh. Uh, yeah, he he was just gone, and so they called the police, and the police were like, alright, I guess we'll look for him. <laughs> uh, Bobby's- I guess. No, I, I, mean... I guess so. What else are we gonna do? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Bobby's disappearance sent shockwaves throughout the Louisiana community. Um, several people were unsettled by the fact. Miley? Miley. Hang on. Are you trying to get into Aerie's room so you can eat the cat food? No. Sorry. Um, several people were very unsettled by the fact that a child from such a well-off family could one day just, like, kind of vanish. Um, this was also before a time when kidnapping was, like, a thing. Like, people didn't really... It's, it... <laughs> kidnapping hasn't dropped yet. Like, no. <laughs> you can't do that yet. That's not allowed. Like, you can, but it's just, like... like People didn't go missing in the way that they go missing today until about yeah, no. 70. Uh, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah like <laughs> kidnapping had it yet. No, it's not out yet. You can't That's a new patch. You gotta you gotta wait for a few years, okay? <laughs> Just can't do that. Be patient. Be patient. Your time is coming. <laughs> Your time. Luckily, this public outcry actually came back in a good way, which was that hundreds, hundreds of people around and throughout the community were volunteering to help with search parties and spreading the um, image of Bobby. Uh, 
they had a picture of him, which was, of course, a black and white picture, and a description. So they started spreading that all across the country. How did this four-year-old get so far from everybody? Yeah. Um, like, huh? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> when was the scooter invented? Because I doubt he had one. Just zooted away. They were playing. <laughs> They were by a lake, which, like, you know, um, if a four-year-old wanders into a lake, I don't think it's ever a good scenario. Um, so <laughs> a lot of people do think he might have drowned, but um, they did search the lake. They, like, sweeped it and stuff. I don't know how well they were yeah. able to search the lake at that time or what technology they were was available to them. So... Yeah. Well, he definitely could have had a scooter because uh, it was invented in 1817. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, like it was, it was, it was probably not a uh, a good scooter. It was probably like uh, two planks of wood. He's, but <laughs> he's by the lake. I'm a scooter, nonetheless. In the grass, where is he going to scoot? Oh yeah, I just, I just looked. I just, I see a picture. It really is just two planks of wood. That's so funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh my it's god. It's like, um, you remember in Back to the Future, the fucking skateboard that they converted into a scooter by putting an open crate on Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, that's exactly what it looks like. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what their scooters were like. <laughs> well... That is how that four-year-old got away. I'm gonna say it. He just ran away. He just, he just, he's living with the wolves. He's fine. He scooted off. Let him be. <laughs> he's fine. Um, <sighs> they even went as far to send postcards with, like, Bobby's description all around. And the description that they sent out was large, round, blue eyes, uh, hair light, but turning dark. Complexion very fair with rosy cheeks. Well developed. Stout but not very fat. What? Big toe on. Isn't that the definition of stout? <laughs> Small and fat? It's a, I, I think it's more like stocky. Like, you know, someone could be stocky but not. Oh. That's what I take that as. And then here's the kicker Big toe on the left foot, badly scarred from burn when a baby. That is not me having bad grammar. That's just how it was typed out. Because... When a baby. <laughs> when a baby. As a baby. Uh, nope. When a baby. When a baby. <laughs> I wanted to give you the full authentic description that people were handling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would open your mailbox one day and it's like, oh, I guess I'll keep an eye out for that kid. Mm. Which that just... Yeah, no milk carton. Yeah, they didn't have milk cartons. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Which, you know, that description, I could probably name, like, a couple kids that kind of fit that description. The only big thing is the toe. His big toe is badly burned. Uh, okay. But, like, are you gonna remove every kid's shoe? <laughs> Look, do a double check. Of course, <laughs> kid. I just gotta check if you're lost. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, there's no good way to ask. 
a kid. Hey, can I look at your foot real quick? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not in this day and age. No. No. Maybe in 1912 that wasn't that weird, but maybe it was more acceptable. But yeah. put those dogs away. <laughs> exactly. Percy and Leslie um, are just completely convinced that Bobby did not just walk away from their family willingly. Percy and Leslie Dunbar. Those are his parents. <laughs> those names are important because I will mention them later as we continue the story. Yeah, they were convinced that, like, Bobby wasn't just going to walk off, that he must have been kidnapped or like, someone, like, coaxed him to come with them, which is still kidnapping, so. Yeah. They were like, no. Um, they were so convinced, in fact, that they set up a $6,000 reward. It was promised to anyone who returned Bobby safely to his family, and they said they would ask no questions. They would just be like, oh my God. okay. <laughs> which... $6,000, I looked it up, is the equivalent to $178,000 today. Damn. Yeah. So they weren't playing around. They really wanted their son back, obviously. Yeah. Uh, despite the hefty reward, nothing was heard or discovered about Bobby for eight whole months. Damn. Yeah, they were just like, well, shit, he gone. Uh, eight months into the search for Bobby, Louisiana authorities caught wind of a young boy matching Bobby's description who was supposedly traveling with a shady man by the name of William Cantwell Walters. Okay. Yep. Just traveling with him? Yep. It was just this like weird guy and a young boy that people were like, that looks like Bobby. So they reported it to Louisiana authorities. Hmm. Yeah. And this was near Mississippi. They were traveling. Okay. Yeah. So when authorities went over there, uh, they apprehended both Mr. Walters and the young boy in April of 1913. When Mr. Walters was in custody, uh, he tried to explain to authorities that the child he was traveling with was a boy by the name of Charles Bruce Anderson, and that the child was his nephew. He went oh, on. To let's hope it's not Charles Bruce Anderson, or else we got a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Charles Bruce Anderson went by Bruce, and so the. Uh, Uncle, Mr. Walters, he was like, yeah, my brother uh, let me have Bruce for a couple days so I could take him to visit our family in Mississippi. Like, we're just going on a trip, guys. Calm down. <laughs> Despite this, the authorities were like, nah, we don't believe you. <laughs> and arrested Walters on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> they just um, arrested him? He just took him. Oh my god. They were like, that shit don't check out. Um, Charles. <laughs> Bro. 
So the small boy who they deemed Bobby was taken into police custody until they could return him home to his parents safely because they were like, oh yeah, this is Bobby. Let's take him back to Louisiana, right? Uh, so the authorities did bring Bobby back to Louisiana along with Mr. Walters because now he's in custody under the grounds of kidnapping Bobby. Uh, so this is... Uh, one of the parts where the story gets a little fuzzy because there are two different accounts of how the Dunbar parents reacted when they saw the small boy. So, some sources at the time claimed that the Dunbars, and especially Bobby's mother, Lessie, were ecstatic and overcome with emotion. Like, just like, oh my god, it's my son, it's our son, like, hugging him, throwing themselves on him. Um, the other source, or the other story that circulated, quite the opposite. <laughs> um, they claimed that the Dunbars were at first, like, standoffish, not knowing whether or not it was Bobby. They were, like, looking at him, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One reporter even claimed that when asked about if the boy was her son, um, when Leslie was asked if the boy was her son, she responded, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, these claims were backed up further when reports came out that Alonzo, Bobby's younger brother, showed no recognition when faced with his supposed older brother. Which, a lot. To be fair, Alonzo is like two years old, so like that's yeah, not I mean the weirdest thing, but it's still like, yeah, no recognition. No, like, like, he's still like he's still, oh, he's yeah. still conscious enough to be like, oh, hey, I know that one. Yeah. Moreover, there were reports that the boy. Upon seeing the Dunbars, recoiled and started to cry and seemed like very scared of them. <laughs> she was like, yeah, because that's not their fucking kid, guys. <laughs> they were like, he was like, I don't know these people. Or maybe he'd just been traumatized over the last eight months because it had been a while. I would say it's safe to say those are very different recalls countings of how things could have happened um yeah <laughs> i'm sure it's somewhere in the middle uh one thing that was like adamantly clear was when the boy's left shoe was removed he did not have that scar on his big toe that oh, they didn't want to check that first i guess not they were like nah it's him you know <laughs> Who else could this boy be? No one. Oh my god. No. There's no other four-year-old boys in uh, Louisiana. Not they, even Louisiana. This don't. was in Mississippi. <laughs> this yeah, was in true. a different state. Uh, this line of events, uh, the um, story where the Dunbars didn't immediately recognize him, suggests that Lecky... Lecky... <laughs> Uh, Lessie did not recognize or claim the boy as her own until the next day where she was when she was giving the child a bath and she started to look at the moles and scars on his body and then she started to cry and said that it must be her Bobby even though um, 
didn't have the the big scar that they had mentioned in all of the missing persons uh flyers post postcards that's what they are yeah okay Despite the overall confusion in how things went, it was eventually concluded that the boy was Dobby, Dobby, Bobby Dunbar, and he was returned to the custody of Percy and Lessie. <laughs> it's just like a lot of Y sounds. <laughs> Bobby, Percy, Lessie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On April 25th, 1913, a celebration was held in the town of... I didn't put my... Pelucius. I think that's completely different to how I said it the first time. <laughs> Listen. I think that's right. Apolucius. Yes. <laughs> the town of Apolucius. For Bobby's The town held a celebration. They were like, oh shit, this kid came back. Um, the homecoming was complete with the parade, live bands, and a huge party that lasted into the night. Despite the joyous atmosphere, there was someone who had something to say about Bobby Dunbar's rediscovery. On Charles? May 1st... Charles? Hold on, I gotta get Eileen. Eileen! <laughs> Eileen has arrived. <laughs> welcome, Eileen. <laughs> Everybody, welcome Eileen to the chat. Come up. This. She's arrived. She is here. She's in my lap. Alright, anyways. <laughs> On May 1st, 1913, a very important visitor came to attest to Mr. Walter's story. <laughs> Julia Anderson, mother of Charles Bruce Anderson, came from her hometown in Poplarville, North Carolina, to clear the air and take her son home with her. She's like, guys, this is my kid. <laughs> Why are you calling him Bobby and throwing him a parade? Give him back! Yeah, she's like, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm pretty sure that one's mine. Give me my brother-in-law and son back. Yeah. They didn't do shit. They were just trying to go to Mississippi. They were just trying to take a little vacation for a couple days. You know? Uh, Julia Anderson was very much not of the social standing that the Dunbars were. Uh, for starters, Bruce was the illegitimate child of Julia and Walter's brother. Oh, so... <laughs> They're like, oh god, we washed that kid in our bathtub? <laughs> um, Bruce's mother was a poor woman who worked as a farmhand on the Walters' property. Um, and Julia said, Hey, I only told you that you could take my kid for a few days. Where is he? Because <laughs> the authorities were like, Why didn't you have your child? And she was like, Well, I, I gave him to his uncle so we could visit his family. 
Well, you fucking took him from the guy I gave him to. So, I gave, that's I gave why. To that guy. <laughs> and you took him from that man. <laughs> so, here we are. Um, though Julia affirmed Walter's story, she too had trouble identifying the boy when she first saw him. <laughs> Why is everyone so confused about this kid's appearance? Like, does no one know what their kids look like? They're like, ah, oh, we don't actually look at them. We don't actually raise them. Yeah, they're accessories. Like, He's just been going outside every day. You want me to identify him? It was like um in, in The Great Gatsby. Uh, what's her face's kid? blonde bitch she has a kid but she like doesn't care about her <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah daisy had a kid and it was a girl and she it was an accessory <laughs> and that's and that was in the 1920s so there you go hmm. okay yeah it's okay man but it was only when she was permitted to undress the boy that she claimed it was her son Bruce. So same thing happens if we are to believe the second story. Lessie was like, I don't know. And then she took the boy and gave him a bath and she was like, oh, okay. That that's him. Same thing with Julia. Bobby or Bruce or whatever we want to call him uh, saw Julia and he kind of just acted indifference towards her. She, he was like, I... Like, he wasn't scared of her, but he was also not running towards her. Just, like, random person. Um, unfortunately, despite Lessie and Julia doing the exact same thing, because of Julia's social standing and the fact that people had already kind of accepted that Bobby Dunbar was back home, Julia's initial hesitation and the fact that um, Julie's initial hesitation became her downfall, and they were like, "Well, we're not giving you this, giving you the kid back because it's obviously not yours because you didn't recognize him immediately." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think give this is kind of back. <laughs> give her her child. Oh my god! I think this is kind of when the two different narratives came into play. Because I think what happened is Lessie and Percy both did not recognize the child. Yeah, for but, sure. And then they lied then, about it. Yeah, then she either lied about it or was, she was so like, overcome. Well, this is my kid now. It's yeah. That she was like, Yeah, this is this is my kid and has always been my kid. So to like kind of cover that up, they were like, Oh no, she like immediately recognized him. Yeah, it exactly. Was it was well, like that's overcome what... with emotion. Yeah, that's I... what uh, I think that's what happened. But... Eileen just bit my arm, just turned around, <laughs> chomped my wrist. I didn't Bruh. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure you didn't. It was it was swift. It's a silent silent attack. Yeah, it was. So, uh, Julia, being fully convinced that this was her child, uh, was like, I'm leaving with him. And the authorities were like, no, you're fucking not. Because technically, they've given legality over to Lessie and Percy. So they can't just let her take it. Yeah, I mean, I 
I guess. Yeah. Uh, and this was like way, way before DNA matching was a thing. So well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like nothing you can do. That's her kid it's now. Like, <laughs> your, your word versus my word. Just make another and... one, man. Cut your losses. <laughs> he didn't recognize you, anyways. <laughs> he was also. He also. You have to think about it. If if this was her kid, um, he came from like a very poor social standing. He was a servant, or sorry, farmhand's child. Yeah, and I then mean, all this is in like this beautiful two story house with all these new toys around him, and he's like, hell yeah. So yeah, my my name is Bobby, mom. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> I'm staying here. <laughs> it's like I like it here. <laughs> Exactly. Like, he probably was not really paid attention to. He probably has, like, nine siblings. And, yeah. Nah, he's chilling. He says, I'm an, I I have one brother, and I get this whole two-story house. Okay. You can call me Bob. You can throw me a parade. Shit. Okay. (laughs) And also, at four, do you even, like... like, Do you even really make choices like that? Do you even really know what's going on? Just being pulled in 15 different directions, and you yeah, figure it out. some adult told you, uh, your name is Bobby, and you live here. So, your name is Bobby, and you live here now. Exactly. What is he going to do? <laughs> he's not um, going to argue. He's like, okay, I guess. Um, because of this, Julia was forced to leave Louisiana empty-handed. Uh, despite her inability to... Despite her being sure that the boy was definitely her Bruce, I mean, after her initial hesitation, and desperately wanted wanting to bring her son home, she did not have the money to pay a lawyer to represent her in the custody battle that was to come. Still, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I offered an I offered an earring to Eileen, and she bit it. I wasn't yeah. expecting her to buy that. Like she started licking it, and I was like, "Oh, that's cute," and she tried to yank it. Anyways, mine. <laughs> if it I didn't want you to think I was laughing at that. <laughs> like, uh, you can't afford a lawyer. Bro, that's so funny. <laughs> to get your son back. Get roasted. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, still determined, Julia eventually returned to Louisiana with several other townspeople from her hometown of Poplarville because she's like, I don't have a lawyer. But I do have a slew of people who know I have a son, and that this is his <laughs> uncle, and that you it's know, like I've got like a bunch of witnesses, I guess. Yeah. Um. So these town townspeople testified that they knew Walters, and that they had seen the young boy with Walters and several other family members before 1913, like. As he was growing up. How would... old is this kid? He's four. Is he, though? I mean, that's what they're going with. Right. Um, Bruce and Bobby were the same age, Is if that's what you're asking. Okay. I'm not sure when Bruce was born. I also... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But they, they were the same age, and they looked pretty similar. Um... So, yeah, uh, they were like, hey, I've seen this kid before with other people and with Walters, so he can't be Bobby. 
despite witness testimony, the courts ruled in Lessie and Percy's favor. <laughs> and from that day forth, the boy was legally deemed Robert Clarence Dunbar. Oh my god. Yep, any doubts that may have been in the minds of town people were all quieted and everyone accepted the boy as Bobby. Uh, the boy who went missing and came home one day. Okay. So now, we know that Bobby was legally found. Uh, what about William Kent Cantwell Wa uh, Walters? Because this man is now seen as a kidnapper. Yeah, like, huh? Yeah, so he went on trial for that. Uh, the trial lasted two weeks, and it was like the biggest thing like, the town gossip like everyone was like oh my god talking about it in the streets stuff like that um many people seem to be hoping that walters would receive the death penalty um <laughs> which was on the table wow yeah could you imagine like if this guy is just this kid's uncle yeah and... Death penalty. You tried to take him on a vacation? Death. Death? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, when I'm never the... going on a vacation ever again. <laughs> I'm never going anywhere. I'm staying in my house. Nope, nope, nope. I'm done. <laughs> Nowhere is safe. I could just be accused of kidnapping. <laughs> this is literally Amanda Knox before Amanda Knox happened. Sure. But when all the legal proceedings were done, Walters was found guilty and sentenced <laughs> to life in prison. Oh, he didn't even get to what? <laughs> My guy like, got life. Guilty life. Um, <laughs> however, there is there is a happy ending to uh, Mr. Walters' story, as after serving two years, his attorney was able to get his verdict overturned, and he was retried in 1915. At the 1915 trial, the verdict came back guilty, and Walters was, was released. Wait, it came back guilty and he was released? Oh, sorry, not guilty. <laughs> he got released? <laughs> Yeah, you did it. Peace out. Good job. <laughs> High fives. You did that. Yeah. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, he, he was found not guilty. Um, I think he was found not guilty this time around mainly because there wasn't that like buzz because this Probably. was like so big at the time. Like this was the only thing that anyone talked about because. There's this the huge only thing that was happening, I mean. Right? Like, what else are you going to talk about? <laughs> are you going to talk about the weather? No. no. This woman is claiming this is her child. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, beyond that, uh, Julia Anderson never forgot her son, Bruce, and would often talk about him until her death. Uh, this was oh. even after, yeah. She even remarried and raised seven under children, other children. But she always talked about Bobby and told her younger children, like, "Hey, you have a brother. He just like isn't here because <laughs> of reasons." 
Yeah, he actually got stolen from me, and I tried to take him back, but they said I wasn't his mom, so... <laughs> but they said no. <laughs> uh, she referred to the uh, Dunbar boy as Bruce, and frequently called Lassie and Percy Dunbar kidnappers, which I think is valid. Yeah. Uh, and Julia never saw her son again. They never reconnected even after he had turned 18, and that would have been something he could have done. They, they never did that. Man. Not much is known about the guy who lived as Bobby Dunbar, uh, except for the fact that he grew into adulthood, married a young woman, and fathered four children, and then died at the age of 57. Oh, uh, damn. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, um, okay. Because this story is not over. Because many years later, in the early 2000s, one of Bobby Dunbar's granddaughters, Margaret Dunbar Cutright, was fascinated by the case that happened to her grandfather. She had grown up hearing the bizarre story and wanted to, you know, learn the truth. So she began to investigate the mystery herself, poring over every newspaper or record kept of the... Sorry, I just had like a blank. Um, she poured over every newspaper or record kept of them. Anything that would help her to prove or disprove that her father was Bobby Dunbar or was not. For this, she received a lot of pushback from her relatives and family who thought that she was being disrespectful to her ancestors and, like, shouldn't meddle in such things. She was like... Wouldn't you want to know? Right? But <laughs> I, like, I would want to know. It huh? doesn't change This isn't the your family, family drama? Like, <laughs> I would want to know. <laughs> Is he this... really... Did, did they really just steal some kid? Um, yeah, she was like, no, I want to know. Yeah, no, I so, don't blame her. Despite her family members' apprehension, she felt that it was more important to search for the irrefutable truth, which power to her. Yeah. Uh, to help her along the way, along the path of truth, was Linda Travers, who was actually one of Julia's seven children that were born after Bobby. I'm oh, sorry. That Bruce. Was smart. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> both the names, they're both like kind of the same person, quote unquote. So it's. Yeah. it's... Well, I thought the first kids was, uh, was Charles. Charles Bruce Anderson. Okay. And he went by Bruce. Oh, okay. Uh, Linda had also heard the story of her long-lost brother, and she had heard it from her mom, who would often refer to Bobby as Bruce. Mm -hmm. So, that was cool. Perspective. In 2003, Margaret requested a DNA sample from her grandfather and sent it to a lab so that it could be compared to that of Alonzo Dunbar, Bobby's full brother. When the results came back in 2004, it was found that Margaret's grandfather's DNA was not related to that of Alonzo Dunbar. Yeah, no shit. They stole yeah. the kid. <laughs> they stole that kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, she was, she really was just like, well, this is my kid now. Yeah. We'll get into like kind of what I think happened in a minute, but with definite proof, we can say that that boy that was found in 1913 was indeed not Bobby. <laughs> uh, it's more likely that he was Charles Bruce Anderson, but when DNA samples were tested against descendants of the Anderson family, the results for Margaret's grandfather came back as inconclusive. Hmm. So we also don't know for sure <laughs> if it was Fuck. Bruce. <laughs> Whose kid? So, wait, yeah, who's Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Bruce? Where are you from? Okay, so... Inconclusive doesn't mean that it's not Bruce. It just yeah. means that there wasn't enough um, DNA evidence to definitively say, yes, you are related. Which okay. can happen, especially if DNA <laughs> is from a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will never fully know the truth about what happened to the real... Dunbar, or we may never fully know the truth. Uh, I never say never, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it happened so long ago, and it's like it's not an open investigation, obviously. So yeah. it's not looking great. Um, <laughs> many people who know the case or are directly involved have theories about what. How, or sorry, how Barbie could have disappeared into thin air the way he did. Margaret thinks herself that the most likely scenario is Bobby had drowned in the Swayze Lake and his body was destroyed and eaten by local wildlife. Which, you know, that's not a bad theory. No, not really. I mean, like, especially if... Um, they, they found the boy, they probably, I mean... Not probably. They stopped looking for him. So. Yeah. Uh, a group of journalists actually have a more sinister idea and think that maybe Bobby was intentionally or accidentally killed by his parents. <laughs> and that the convenience of the boy found in Mississippi was used to hide their crime. They were like, yep, this, this is our son now. Yes, yes, this is ours. Oh my god. I, okay, I personally think what might have happened, um, Bobby drowns in the lake, or is attacked by something, um, his remains are somehow obscured or can't be found, um, Lessie sees this boy, she doesn't know if it's her son, it kind of looks like him, it's been eight months, and then she kind of has... She has a whole night to think, like, oh, well, this is my son, like, and, like, maybe either convince herself or, like, try to come to terms with, this might be the only chance I get to have that son, or, you know, quote-unquote. So she might have either, she was convinced that it was him, um, and she convinced herself, or... She knew it wasn't him, but she still claimed him because she wanted that son. She, she wanted to have that. Yeah. That's what I think was at least Lessie's motivation for 
being like, yeah, it's mine, or that's my son, even though they didn't have the uh, scar that they talked about so frequently. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Either situation uh, with yeah. her. Or, you know, maybe he did go live with the wolves, like you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bobby's with the wolves, man. He's fine. Bobby's, he's he's king mean, of the wolves now. now. He's king of the wolves. I was gonna say he's probably dead. Nah, nah. But... He's he's king of the wolves. He he's actually the owns the wolves. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's their leader. Don't worry, he's doing fine. There is. Um, uh, the man who wore the name of Bobby Dunbar never talked about the strange occurrence that happened to him when he was merely four years old. The only words he ever allegedly spoke on the matter were to his son, Bobby Jr. Uh, he said, I know who I am, I know who you are, and nothing else makes a difference. He so, said, mm. you know. <laughs> Don't ask me like, that ever again. <laughs> he's like, listen, I may have taken advantage of a situation. But can you blame me? <laughs> Also, now you have a better life, so you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Robert Clarence Dunbar died of a heart attack on March 8th, 1966, at the age of 57. And with him died the true knowledge of whether or not Bobby, quote-unquote, was ever aware that he was placed into the hands of a completely different family to his own. Yeah. Yep. And that... Is the full case of Bobby Dunbar. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay, huh? you see how it's a little more lighthearted than the one yeah, we did like yeah. last week where we right. were just pissed. Yeah, just like mad at the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one's it's it's obviously very, very sad. Or Well yeah. Or the parties involved. But the fact that the authorities were like, yeah, this is your kid, right? <laughs> and then they just stuck with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you want to check us out, you can follow us on Instagram. I will be posting photos from this case as well as other cases. So if you want to take a little look-see at um, Bobby versus the kid that was found in Mississippi, you can tell me what you think. And other than that, you can send us an email. Uh, no one has sent us an email. That's oh, kind of really sad. on that. <laughs> uh, true... Who's going to be the first email in our inbox? True crime, say what at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what you think. If you hate us, um, keep that to yourself. I do that. <laughs> other than that, yeah, have a great day. Bye bye. Peace.